Good morning. This is Kelly Carter with the Missing Pieces show this morning, and we have an awesome guest today. Her name is Tammy Coyne, and you're going to love hearing her life story and how it's turned into a business. She has so many things behind her name, you're not going to believe it. She's a mind-body wellness coach, a hypnotherapist, a transformational life coach, a holistic nutritionist or nutritional coach. She does readings on the body. I'll let her tell us more about that. And she has a master's degree in counseling. If you could help me welcome Tammy Coyne today. Hi, thanks for coming on. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm very excited. So Tammy, uh, can you just maybe touch a little bit more on your background and how you got started in this field, in, in the healing field? I will. It's, um, I try to figure out how to sum up my story. Um, the gist of it is, um, I came from a, a very um, multi-stressed family, we will call it, um, a lot of trauma, a lot of abuse, um, and through that, um, chronic stress really sets up an environment in the body for the body to start taking on addictions, taking on all kinds of other things, and ultimately um, disease. Uh, so part of what happened in my story is a roller coaster effect, a storm effect of, you know, unhealthy relationships, unhealthy habits. I smoked two and a half packs a day, all these different things. And I started to get all these health issues. Uh, one thing led to another, diagnosed with emphysema, had to quit smoking, which then started another storm. I put on um, 150 pounds in about less than a year. All of these things started to resonate with me that, okay, something is really wrong here. And I was seeing, had been in and out of counseling, so many doctor's appointments, so many pharmacy, oh my goodness, it just went on and on and on. During that time, I was in uh, working on my bachelor's degree and I started to get, um, I'm in my probably late 30s at this point, start needing to do a presentation and decided to do it around mind-body connection and mind-body wellness. And that was the onset of how the rest of the journey started. So that's a, you know, kind of a snippet into how I started to recognize something wasn't right. And it wasn't until several years later that I started looking for another way. I was tired of doctor's appointments. I was tired of a total focus on illness. Mm -hmm. And how do I start to change my focus to a wellness mindset instead of an illness mindset? That doesn't mean my life is perfect today, far from it. What it does mean is that um, I now have tools and other things I can do in order to um, change my focus. Yeah, I, I resonate a lot with that. I, I, I think addictions and um, illnesses or I think addictions mostly are a coping mechanism. Mm -hmm. And when we don't have proper coping mechanisms, that's what we go to, right? And so Absolutely. when we stop that, we have to fill that space with something. Absolutely. And as a, once I became a practitioner, that whole story is, you know, a story in and of itself. I've had a really difficult time trying to market to think for two people because I know at my core that the core is the unhealed emotions. It's not the addiction. And so it is trying to figure out how to 
word things in a way so that people understand how do we work with what's creating these addictions? Let's stop focusing on the addiction and focus on the human, the whole human. What's going on with you? How do I hold space for, with you? How do I love you, let you get your stories out so that we can start to then reframe them and strategize? And I've been called a life strategist um, because- mm, That's a good one. In order to, uh, um, I literally, no matter where you are in the process, to help you navigate your way out of that. And that's something that because of my own experiences, I have, I'm very, very good at strategies. Um, I like to say for the longest time later in my life, you might've considered me high functioning by day, low functioning by night. And what that meant is I had a great job seeming, you know, I had, I even had degrees. I looked like somebody who was functioning normally, but you know, I might leave work and go deal with somebody in jail, or I might deal with, you know, a whole bag of chips in front of TV or, you know, cigarettes, whatever it was I was doing unhealthy behaviors for me that ultimately started completely shutting my body down. Yeah. You know what? You, you touched on something um, that is very interesting and this has to do with addiction. It has to do uh -huh. with pain. It has to do with emotions. Yeah. Um, it has to do pretty much with anyone being stuck is um, we are going to treat it the same way. Really. We're going to treat yeah. it from the root yeah. and, 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 and move forward. Uh -huh. So that's why I could see where you have a, a wide a range of helping people. And, and I could see how that would be difficult to word it. Um, what is your favorite kind of, or like if you have an ideal client, what's your favorite person to work with? My favorite person to work with is someone who is at a place in life and they may not know what it is that they need, but they know they're willing to do whatever it takes. Mm -hmm. they're they're, rock bottom. They are that person that goes, you know what? I'm, tr I'm trying all these things that people are telling me to do. It's still not happening. I still don't feel better. You know, they, I took my addiction away or I took my food away or I took my, my, but nothing is being put back into me. You know, mm -hmm. I, I need to be filled up. And from the background that I came from, um, I like one of my um, one of my lessons may not have been the most healthiest way to teach this lesson, but nonetheless, it was one of my lessons as a young girl. Um, I had to weed the flower beds, and I had my own tools. And I don't mean weed them, you know, kind of willy nilly. I mean <laughs> they better be done, and they better be done right. And um, we won't go into all of that. But one of the lessons that I learned from that was if you pull the weed from the top, you better not even think about pulling the weed from the top. But if you did, you left the root and the weeds were gonna grow back. And so you had to get up under the root to get it out. And that is what healing to me is, is really about. We can work on all this surface healing, but then why are we still not feel well? Why are we still having trouble in different areas? And a lot of times that unhealed emotion can be like a little, the tiniest splinter down in the body that we may not even realize is even there. And it's allowing that person holding space for that person so that they know, Oh, what I am really 
somebody's hearing me. Mm-hmm. Somebody is really finally hearing me and give them that space and that forwardness they know. Um, when and you hope. Come, and hope. And when you come from those kind of backgrounds, and this is the one thing I've had trouble explaining to people on my own journey, is that when you come from that kind of background, you didn't get a framework for life in a nice little box that go, oh, go from step one. You should finish high school. You should, you know, go to college. Then you get married, have a baby. Our life doesn't work like that. It, it doesn't fit that box. And maybe what you're missing is, you know, step 5C that they gave out one day when you when life was going insane for you. And you've been searching for this missing piece, trying to trying to find your puzzle, trying to put your puzzle together. Those are my people. Those are the people who are looking for someone who can understand them. So say I'm that person and I come to you, what, Mm -hmm. what do you normally start with? Or do you do like an evaluation? I I offer a 30 minute uh, complimentary phone consultation. Um, The way that I look at that is no matter how much love in my heart, no matter how much education I have, if we speak on the phone, you may go, yeah, I just don't really think you're for me. Or vice versa. Or vice versa. By the same token, I may hear something in the client's voice and go, yeah, there's something about this. I know I'm not the right practitioner for them. So that's part of my process. Once we get through that first initial 30 minutes, then working with the client to figure out what kind of support do they need? What kind of budget do they have? Do, are they in a place um, financially where they're needing support that maybe they're not able to go to a practitioner one-on-one or something like that? And so I'm working steadily to develop things that they can get to whatever their price point or whatever their support that they need. Nice. So what kind of modalities do you have right now? Where people, um, I mean, what, what I mean is like, is it one-to-one and group or what, what kind of uh, processes, I guess? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and some of those, I've just relocated a thousand miles a couple of months ago. And so everything is still in process right now. Currently I do have some one-on-one clients. I have a Facebook group. I'm also working on a um, group coaching program that will be starting soon. And it is actually called Just Say No to Diets, uh, Say Yes to You, a lifestyle enhancement program. Oh, and great. that is for people like people. Thank you. That is for people like me. I've had gastric bypass. I've lost uh, 150 pounds and have now started to gain back. Why? Unhealed emotions. So this program is specifically for people who have been in this vicious cycle of gaining, losing, gaining, losing, and they start to feel kind of defeated, you know, and all the focus is always on the food. It's always on this diet and nobody's ever focusing on what is going on underneath that. And this program will, um, I have a pre, um, kind of a pre-assessment for people and I'm looking for people who can score at least one point on this assessment. And it specifically asks questions about adverse childhood experiences that the person went through. And because um, significant weight gain 
and morbid obesity, which is where I was classified, is very strongly connected to early childhood abuse and trauma. And are you uh, pointing to that ACE study, the adverse childhood? I am. I am. I use that that, for pain, too, and chronic illness. And um, eventually I will do um, like a a free training basically on that. And if you are experiencing some of these things in your life, there may be something underneath that that you're, you're missing. You're not seeing where the actual problem is. People so often internalize that like they're doing something wrong. Well, I didn't have the willpower to white knuckle my way through or, oh, you know, this it has happened, nothing to do happened. with willpower. It, it has zero to do with And it. we know what to do to lose weight. It's the emotional side, right? Yes, and where I'm wanting to focus on is not losing the weight, but actually releasing the weight. Yes. So, um, you know, it's still my philosophy that if you lose it, you have, you have to find it. So I, I don't, I don't want so. to support someone to lose something. I want them to be able to release it. So Tammy, there's something I do with pain that could probably apply to losing weight too. When I feel like a pain in my body Mm -hmm. in the mornings or something, or just anytime, I just acknowledge it and think, well, what could be causing this maybe? And then I think, then I consciously say, okay, I release you. I'm thinking for weight, you could do the same thing, like touch the areas and just say, okay, what am I trying to learn from this? What am I trying to protect myself from? And I allow you to go. I release you now. Well, absolutely. And this group um, coaching program that I'll be doing will kind of give some basic things to help them understand what emotions may be causing their cravings, how to start learning to select foods intuitively. But then in a one-on-one situation, if someone wanted more, there's hypnotherapy work that we can do around weight. Uh, We can do around those things. There's even hypnotherapy that that I haven't started yet, but considering starting around... um, it's essentially kind of a weight, uh, weight surgery, hypnotherapy, to where you're, you're using that as an option before you consider actually altering your body. Um, I also, because of, I'm a mind-body wellness practitioner, I believe from a metaphysical standpoint that the emotions are at, underneath everything. So whether that be pain, um, you know, people, whatever it is that someone's experiencing, let's look at the emotions underneath it. Do you have that book or have you seen that book, Feelings Buried Alive Never Die? Oh, that sounds like a good one. No, um, I have so many others. Um, it's great I with, to work with the, I don't know, you have the emotions book for the essential oils? I do. I have so several. This is what I do. You might have another book to take the place, The Feelings Buried Alive Never Die. I look in the back and you look at whatever ailment it is, whether it's weight or pain or like the left knee, the right knee, whatever. And it tells you the emotions behind it. Yep. Then I go to the emotions book for the essential oils and I pull out the oils. But you probably do this intuitively anyways, but Absolutely. It's, an it's a tool. One of, one of the things I love, it's my favorite thing to do for my clients is before they come to my office... I energetically select essential oils to diffuse in their session. And then when they get here, one of my fun things to do is say, okay, let's look at what I chose and let's see how that resonates with you. And they're like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what's going on. And that is just to say, okay, we, we're a good fit. We're connected. Now, how do I support you in that? Um, Awesome. So so, is there any other way you use the essential oils in your practice? Um, I, if they can be used as an anchor during hypnotherapy, they can be used. Wait, as, can you explain what that is? 
Yeah, sure. Um, if you are um, working with somebody with hypnotherapy, you may want to give them something that uh, kind of triggers for them what we talked about during the hypnotherapy session. And a lot of times that's a smell. The um, subconscious mind connects smells as well as sounds, as well as other things. And there are times, especially if someone, is, say, is dealing with, let's use self-esteem. Let's use self-esteem as, as a thing. And I create an intuitive blend for them that's kind of a power blend of sorts. And it's something that I can uh, either diffuse for them or share with them during the session, you know, as an aroma technique and then give them a little sample of that that they can take with them through the week, through our next session, as a way to anchor them back to what we're working mm. on in the hypnotherapy sessions. Gotcha. Yeah, and then I also offer you know free essential oil classes, uh, either locally or online, and so that's really great. And then if depending upon the audience, kind of tailoring it to whatever their interest is, if it's a health condition, if it's an emotional situation, or just general I just love it because I've been in essential oils for a while and I just love that it's going more mainstream and yeah. I love that more and more people are using it. Also, I really love you use doTERRA, right? Yep. That's um, the only oil I use. Me too because first of all, they have really good ethics. Second of all, they have really good product. Third of all, they're not stripping land or stripping people, you know. Um, I really like the Healing Hands project where they're, they're going in and cleaning up yep. places. I also like the um, Underground Railroad participation where they're helping uh, free sex slaves. I'm really, in my mind, I'm sure there's other quality oils, but it's not monitored. It's not um, something like that, that you can um, go to the store and grab one and another and they are going to be the same thing, you know? They're, and so, they're not the same at all. No, and I just love the energy behind doTERRA's and, and I'm glad that you use them. Well, here's, here's what I like to tell people. I'm a girl from Oklahoma, and I, when I left here three years ago and moved to the Phoenix area, I didn't know what an essential oil was. And the first time, literally, somebody put a drop of it in my hand, I looked at it like, what is this voodoo you're putting on me? I mean, literally, I was mm -hmm. like, I don't, I don't know what this is. This is mm -hmm. weird to me. Mm -hmm. And I started getting intrigued. I started being interested. Interested, um, digestion. I've had stomach problems since I was a little girl. Um, first diagnosed with ulcers when I was nine years old, and putting digestion on my tummy. All of a sudden, I was like, "Oh, what is what is this magic?" I mean, I was a 16-year-old girl that used to carry Maalox when I would go out. I mean, what you know, what kind of life is that? Hey, that's and our whole society. It it is. And when I started using that, I was these oils, I have so many stories where they literally changed my life. And I've said from the very moment I was introduced to doTERRA, it started changing my life. So I've had no there's been no interest in trying another oil because I already got what I needed. And so the thing is, it did the same for me. Mine was pain, and I put uh -huh. deep blue on, and it really immediately, I could feel it way better than any pain medicine, yep. and I didn't have the, the grogginess of pain medicine. Mm -hmm. I also have um, colitis and IBS, and so digestion and peppermint saved me. I've come off like 20 yep. medications. I'm not saying it's just because of that. That was definitely the beginning. That was the mm -hmm. line in the sand. Also, the emotions. We didn't realize, probably, you and I, we were treating the emotions with the oils without even knowing. Absolutely. And 
I didn't know until I had gastric bypass how connected my sinuses were to my stomach gotcha. area. So now when I have something stuck or when something's not agreeing with me, I immediately get clogged up in, in this area. So I use Digestin on yep. here. And who knew? Who knew? Well, and it makes sense because it has <laughs> ginger and it has peppermint. You know, I yep. mean, it's just intuitively when you know these things it makes sense but at first I also was a western I am a western trained nurse so mm -hmm. I was I, I didn't even know what I was trying if she would have told yeah. me essential I would have been like you're weird you know yeah. but I just tried it and went whoa what is uh -huh. this and so exactly. kind of the same thing um I want to get back into talking about your hypnotherapy part can okay. you talk about that a lot of people may not even know what it is or sure how it's done well and you know this is the way kind of I look at it in my mind I I was a girl, um, a lot of the way that I was raised, there was a lot of um, mind control involved. And because of the abuse and things like that, I'm leery of people. I have complex PTSD. Don't get in my head. Uh -uh. I don't want you near me. I don't want you in my head. That's how I, you know, coming into this work, that's how I felt. Once I started getting really an understanding of what hypnotherapy was, and it wasn't stage hypnosis, you're not, you know, barking like a dog, clucking like a chicken, which people seem to, they, the only information they have is what they've seen on TV a lot of times. Mm -hmm. So what I do as a hypnotherapist is really work with my client, first of all, to teach them that all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. Mm -hmm. First of all, we're not going to do anything that they can't do themselves. Second of all, to let them know that um, anything that they are have moral conviction about or anything like that, they can wake themselves up. And I use wake up as a, you know, kind of use my air quotes here, but wake themselves up from the hypnotherapy session and, and go through all of these things with them before we ever get to a hypnotherapy session wanting them to be comfortable. And again, with my background of abuse, I want people to feel safe. I want them to feel comfortable. And often what I say to them is, because you are allowing me, because you are entrusting me in this, putting you in such a vulnerable, what could feel like a vulnerable state, you watch the inside, I'm going to watch the outside. Mm -hmm. And if they need a blanket, I give them a blanket. I do whatever we need to do to make sure they are comfortable. And then we start the process. I had a new client the other day who's very interested in hypnotherapy, but has never had hypnotherapy before mm -hmm. and wasn't really sure where I'm mean, in a new office space, wasn't really sure how the lighting was or anything like that. So what we did is we did a guided meditation, mm -hmm. which is kind of very similar to hypnotherapy, uh, but not as in depth. And so I gave uh, one to him to let him experience how that would feel. And he said it was the most relaxed he had ever felt. And this particular client is amazing and deals with insomnia a lot and he's a healing professional uh, and so it was a very valuable tool to use for him just the piece of the guided meditation and so what hip oh god oh sorry sorry what hypnotherapy does is help us get to those roots that we might not remember without having to um look at them without Conjure having to up. dump them out on the table, without having to go through that pain. It gives us a way to process what's there. 
um, my, one of my teachers had a wonderful metaphor around it. It's a lot like a vacuum cleaner. If you know that your carpet is dirty and think of the subconscious as, as carpet and you go to vacuum the carpet, you don't then sift through all the dirt that you vacuumed up. You simply throw it away. And what hypnotherapy does is kind of work for that cleansing that you're wanting, whatever issue you're working on. Um, and usually, depending upon the issue, there's going to be a number of sessions involved. And that's something that we can go over as well. Each person is going to experience hypnotherapy different. Um, sometimes you will remember everything that went on in the session. Sometimes you, I liken it to what I like to call the twilight sleep. You know how you wake up and you look at the clock and you think you just closed your eyes for a second and relaxed and you look again and an hour has passed and you're like, how did that even happen? Hypnotherapy is a lot like that. So you're kind of in and out. Um, and that's really it. It's a very individualized thing um, with the client and the practitioner. And my number one concern is making them feel safe and secure so that we can work on the things that are maybe creating anxiety for them. Yeah, I love hypnotherapy. I have to tell you, because just because our belief systems are so strongly entrenched in us, our habits are strongly entrenched in us, they're subconscious. We don't even know they're there. They're, we're not even aware of what we're doing. And I love that for unpeeling that. And just like you said, that, that is a great metaphor about the vacuum. And yeah. also, it's just a way, at least I feel, completely relaxed like my tension because you know we get in life and we're like so yep. tight and tense and afterwards it's like oh that was so amazing that was so relaxing well I have a little story for you a friend of mine who is a hypnotherapist as well so we're we have very different conversations than you might have with with other people you know and so she's very in tune to my language and things that I say and I was stuck in a particular area and she started asking me some questions about when I first, the first time I remember feeling that way. Well, all of a sudden I get this memory and we're not in a hypnotherapy session, but our minds both kind of work that way. And um, I remember a time being six years old and um, collecting cans for school. And that started a process in my life that has carried now I'm 52 years old. Here's the thing. Um, you would think all of my issues are from trauma, abuse, da-da-da. Not so. They're from these weird little sensitizing events that are really kind of nothing sort of things, but they're something. And They've created a new belief in you. They have created a new belief. Here's what's going on. Picture this. Six years old. I've already been sexually, physically, emotionally abused. My father's left. My mother's left. I had, a, had a, uh, uh, two siblings. One was gone. Another died. There's been all these things going on. I'm six years old, but I got this. You know, I'm carrying the world. I'm good. I got it. I get a um, kind of a, um, there's a thing going on at school where we can collect cans. I'm so excited. And my babysitter's going to help me. I'm thinking, I'm going to go, I'm going to collect all these cans. I'm going to be so proud. They're going to be so proud of me, right? So I get all these cans and I go to school, boxes bigger than me on this little blonde haired girl, kind of frail, carrying this big box. And my principal, who had to be at least eight feet tall, you know, he probably <laughs> wasn't, but he seemed eight feet tall. He looked in my box and he says, 
most of these aren't the right cans, we can't use them. And I don't know what he said. In my mind, he was saying, you're a stupid little girl, you don't know what's happening, you can't handle anything, no matter how hard you work, it's not enough. And I dropped the box and in tears, I ran off. And that has played in my life over and over. Six years old collecting cans, what did that have to do with anything? Well, it was like, was I don't the know. Camel, the straw that broke the camel's back? It was. was the moment that created your belief? It really was. And this was like 19, I don't know, 71 or something. And we were moving away from tin cans, moving to aluminum cans. I didn't know that. I didn't know there was a difference in the cans. And so you have to see, as an adult, we might go, well, of course. I mean, da, 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 da. But as a six-year-old kid, all I knew was I'm handling all this stuff but I can't do this right. And so that must mean something's wrong with me. And that is a story that is played over and over throughout my life. So that's the beautiful thing about hypnotherapy. We may not know. We may not have any idea. It could have been something we heard on a playground, something that wasn't even directed at us, but we internalize that as if somehow we're unworthy, somehow we're bad, we're not enough. And that just creates a story throughout our life that we have trouble getting past. And yeah, don't know it's there. Yeah, exactly. So does hypnotherapy take you back to that point and help you, or does it just help you realize that that's not a true belief? Or what is it, how does it help there? Well, it's a really wonderful thing because the, the subconscious mind works like a child's mind does. And so that's why in hypnotherapy, a lot of times you are using metaphors you're using pictures because the subconscious understands that and we take you through a series of things that have nothing to do with the event nothing to do with the event but your mind starts to take you into situations that were upsetting to you you may remember you may not but whatever it does for instance there's one literally about pulling weeds and so you're in there in a garden, you're just pulling weeds, whatever those are. Another one, you might be uh, on a camping trip, uh, trip, getting rid of things in your backpack that you no longer need, that no longer serve you. So it's a very metaphorical. And transpersonal hypnotherapy is a little different than regular hypnosis in that it really looks at the whole person and looks at everything from a much more spiritual standpoint and how do we love and hold this whole person so that they can get through? And it's a little, um, a lot less clinical, I guess, and a lot more nurturing. So how does one get a hold of you? And even though you're far away, can, are you able to work with them at a distance? Absolutely. I have clients right now in Arizona. I have some clients in New York. I have worked with a client in the Virgin Islands. I have, I have connections all over the world. And uh, we can do actually Zoom sessions, just like you and I are doing now. I have one client that isn't comfortable being on video. She and I work together over the phone. And so it's really up to the client. They can reach out to me anytime by phone at uh, 405-410-1507. My website is thedoorsofwellness.com. And from that, there is a link right when you get there that allows you to click on that and schedule immediately that 30 minute complimentary phone call I talked about at the beginning. And then from there we talk about what they need and, and go from there. Awesome. And, um, 
Can you repeat your phone number? Because just real quick, just in case someone missed it. Sure. It's 405-410-1507. Perfect. I'm, I'm all over Facebook. Um, Tammy Coyne. Uh, they can friend me on Facebook or the, the web or the uh, business is the Doors of Wellness on there as well. I suggest everyone goes and checks out your website and your Facebook page. I think it's full of great knowledge. I think Thank it's you. amazing and I very much resonate with you. I think it's probably a lot of our past things and just kind of going through the same mess. Yeah. And as we talked about, uh, we're making our mess our message, right? Exactly. Well, and I like to say on the website that it is a masterpiece in progress, just like me and my clients, because I've never created a website in my life. And so, it, you know, at times it may look like a hot mess, but that's okay. We'll get through it, you know, because that's, because healing isn't, doesn't always feel good. Websites may not always look perfect. You know, they're in transition. We're always in transition. And it's, it's not linear. It's, um, layered right everything yeah. healing emotional yeah. stuff it's it's not a nice straight line up it's no or layer it after is. layer after layer so i i live in the land of tornadoes and i i believe that that has been such a metaphor throughout my life and because when you are in the middle of the storm uh, sometimes you have to learn to be in the storm and yes, another, batten down another, the hatches and yes, and be but in get, pre get prepared, get prepared ahead of time. And I was trying so hard to be peace. I was trying so hard to be peace. I'd wear peace all the time. And I had a teacher who is a very dear person who says to me, cause I was saying sometimes I'm just, you know, I'm not peace. I try, but then I get bored. Well, I've lived in storms my whole life. She said, maybe what you are is organized chaos. And I was like. And you can't appreciate the peace if you don't have the chaos. Exactly. And she likened it to sacred geometry. And I was like, yes, that fits. That fits. I understand. Well, I don't know what's happening. I'm getting all kinds of things. Oh, but, that's okay. I can't hear them. But yes, that um, to me resonated. I was trying once again to put myself in a box that I just simply didn't fit into. Well, I think a lot of us um, just have to learn to let things flow through us too, yep. instead of trying to hold on to them because it doesn't mean it's us either. The chaos right. isn't us. It's just part of the process. So I want to take a moment and um, thank you for coming on to the missing pieces. We had a little bit of a technical difficulty, yeah. but now this is great because it's going to go on Facebook. It's going to go on YouTube. It will also go on my podcast. Oh. So um, the missing pieces is a show for healers and entrepreneurs to come on and share their special gifts that people may not even know are missing in their life. So I very oh. much appreciate Yay. you coming on. Thank if you're, you. if someone is a healer out there and they would like to come on our show, I would love for them to contact me via either Facebook or um, my website, which is everydaylivingwithkelly.com. And I appreciate it and honor you and thank you for um, living this life. It's not thank always you. easy to become the healer. No, and I want to say something that's finally come to me recently that's resonated me, with me is I really bridge the gap between traditional counseling and, um, and holistic healing. I really do. And the doors of wellness, it's because there's not just one door. I don't know where you are. I've been through a whole lot of doors and there's just not one door, one pill for wellness. And so I say the doors of wellness is a conscious healing journey. It Perfect. truly is. That's yeah. awesome. So I hope people that are looking for help see this because there are people out there praying for answers. And if you are that answer, I hope they contact you. I Thank appreciate you, it. Kelly. Thank you.
Thank you so much. Thank you.